Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Second Embarrassments podcast with your host, Zan Heather. Today, I kind of want to address why this episode has taken so long, uh, as well as, you know, what I envision for the podcast going forward. Because, you know, when I started this podcast, very quickly, I found out that you run out of topics fast. (laughs) You can only talk about a topic for so long before it becomes repetitive. And when I listen to these podcasts, I always try to listen to how I talk, listen to repeated phrases. Like one thing I've noticed is I tend to repeat, you know, you know, uh, uh, a ton. And so I'm trying to limit those and I want to be as fluent and, you know, as effective as a speaker as I possibly can. And so in that and in filming episode three, I realized that I need more time on my episodes. I need more time on this specific episode. Because as I sat down and I was listening to my previous episodes and my previous, um, you know, the previous reels, as well as takes that I've done for hours at a time, I found that my entire podcast and my entire brand was, wah, the older generation sucks. And I don't want to limit myself to that. And I don't want to limit our culture and the people in our culture as one monolith, right? Because that's damaging. And especially living in a country like America post 9-11, I know just how deadly and just how powerful and damaging it can be to limit, uh, to to paint and label an entire subsection of, of individuals just because you had a bad experience with a certain subsection. And so living in a post 9-11 America, I know better than to implement those same media practices on the older generation who, albeit may have done some damaging practices such as parental abuse, domestic violence, toxicity, you know, uh, 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 a focus on lokyakahinge, a lot of superficiality that may come from our culture, which is damaging and we feel that. While that is very real, I don't want to spend my entire you know, day, I don't want to spend every minute doing this podcast complaining about life because then, you know, you're not enjoying life. You're not enjoying, you know, the, the, the subtleties of your daily routine. If you're just finding things to complain about, especially for content, right? I'm just hunting for things to bitch about. That's not what I want this podcast to be. That's not what I want this podcast to be. So, I was in a bit of a dilemma, right? I'm sitting here and I'm like, yo, it's Thursday night or rather it's Friday. It's Friday night, like 10 o'clock. I have absolutely no idea what to do for episode three, because when listening to the previous episode that I had put out originally as episode three, it was a blessing in disguise when I listened to it, that half of the episode just didn't embed because also the content in the original episode it was kind of repetitive. It was just bitchy and complaining. And I found that, you know, instead of finding solutions 
for issues in, in our community, I was just creating another platform from which to repeat the same carried out, you know, topics and ideas and, and, and beliefs that people way more eloquent than me and way more accomplished than me have already done, such as Hassan Minaj, for example. They have already talked about some of the issues in our community. So I, I, I'm sitting in a situation here where I'm like, people like what I, you know, my voice, people like what I have to say, but very quickly, I'm going to run out of ideas. So what do I talk about? What do I talk about? What is my brand? What, what type of podcast do I want to be? And so while I'm wrestling this question of what is the purpose of my podcast, what do I want to accomplish daily with the episodes that I'm creating, and what do I hope the audience pulls away from that, while I am pondering that question, I don't really know myself, right? I don't really know my, I don't know the answer myself because my motivation for creating this podcast was I was tired of, you know, bad shit happening in South Asian cultures and that continually happening because the culture and because religious interpretations allows it to be so. Like, I'll give you an example how some parents treat their children, verbally berating them, physically abusing them, and then going around saying, well, in the Quran, it says heaven is under your mother's feet. In the Quran, it says you have to respect your parents so we know better and you can't get mad at your parents and you can't raise your voice to your parents. And so that is a clear example of power corrupting. It's an example of parents being corrupted by the power that they have over their own children. It's sad, but I mean, it's an example of how human works. humans work, right? Like power corrupts. But I didn't even have an idea or an understanding of what my podcast is outside of that. Just the fact that I see injustices happening in our communities and injustices happening that is being reiterated by our culture and religious interpretation. So I just wanted to create a space just addressing that that is wrong, right? Like in South Asian cultures, that is a lie. Just even admitting that something is wrong, that in itself can be taken as an attack. And so in the first episode, when I was kind of, you know, shooting in the dark, not really knowing what I was doing, but more I just wanted to get the ball rolling to create a space where people can come to my podcast, listen to a, to a dude saying, yo, you know, aspects of South Asian culture, how that is practiced is not okay. And to have other people resonate with that. that that's all that I was doing. And, and in doing that, I, I will address some halal things, some haram things, because this isn't the how to be a good Muslim podcast, but this is how do you balance multiple cultures podcast, because we live in the real world. And in the real world, haram shit happens all the time. And I'm tired of religious people not understanding that. You can read the Quran all you want. You can, you know, you can have your kids in a super religious environment and, and have them completely sheltered from the outside world and, you know, from sexuality or drugs or pop culture. You can do all of that. But then what happens is you strip your local community, you know, your local social circle of resources that can help them if they are in situations that are socially stigmatized. Because I find that there is a pattern and a correlation between things being haram and things being dangerous and bad for people. So we can all agree that using drugs, doesn't matter what type it is, doesn't matter if you snort it, smoke it, or drinking alcohol or drinking any sort of drug, right? 
we can all agree that unless it's like purely medicinal, it's probably bad for you. But also in the Quran, you see that that's haram. So that's a clear example of something being haram. Also, you know, you can also logically deduce why you shouldn't be doing that. But we also deduce that and we also understand why using these drugs is wrong through education. You know, as shitty as those programs were, D.A.R.E. did at least talk about some perceived issues of a lot of drugs. They did introduce people to the concept of doing drugs is bad. They, they did at least eliminate the normalization of using drugs as kids. Now, whether how effective it was growing up, like I can tell you for me, it was absolutely not effective, not at all. But at least it introduced me to those topics. If the school, if the school, excuse me, stigmatized that that topic, like drug issues, drug abuse, who knows, man? I might be living a, as a kid in school, not knowing the dangers of it, and then I come across peers who love it and introduce me to something dangerous, like like hard drugs, PCP, whatever, and I don't even know it's bad because the school and my friends and my family refuse to talk about that topic with me. They won't tell me if it anything other than it's bad and you shouldn't do it. And I'm not told why. And so then when I met with somebody, keep in mind I'm a curious kid, who allows me the opportunity to get that answer for myself, I am now in a dangerous situation, in a dangerous environment, just because I don't have the education to know that this is something to be stayed away from. I don't know that because I've been, you know, sheltered from it. Using this same analogy, it shouldn't be hard for anybody to follow along that this is what a lot of our Desi, older gen, really Islamic cultures do to people, especially in the South Asian community. They stigmatize uh, issues, adult issues like drug issues, drug abuse, physical abuse, sexual assault, They, you know, how sex works. They completely stigmatize all of that. And, you know... Sure, you don't have knowledge of anything potentially haram in your head. Fine. You're also stripped and limited of knowledge that can potentially help you and protect you in those dangerous situations. You're you're protected from that because you've already been, like, for example, sexual assault. If your parent tells you this is what sex is, this is how it works, this is how physiologically it works... But the reason why I'm telling you is because not everybody is going to use that for well intentions. You can be assaulted. You can be manipulated. So you should understand how it works and understand how people approach you in those situations. Not so that I'm advertising that lifestyle to you and that it's cool, but that you can protect yourself. If we stigmatize those issues in our cultures, in our communities, we limit knowledge and resources from people who need it and we put them in dangerous situations just because it makes us feel uncomfortable it makes us feel some type of way it makes us feel some type of way it's 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 really not that different than an adult looking at all the dishes in his sink and his dishwasher and and not cleaning it because it's just easier to look away right these topics make you uncomfortable so you just want to look away and you don't want to discuss them and, and that's just setting people up for dangerous situations. This is something that I wish I told a viewer, a listener of mine. That first episode, or that excuse me, that evening after my first episode aired. 
because one individual, he called me on the phone and was pretty much checking me saying that I'm advertising sin and I'm making the haram look cool and people listen to me and I'm making, you know, people think being a bad Muslim is cool. And I didn't say any of this and what I said to him because I'll admit to you, bro, I was like, what the fuck? Why is this person checking me like that? Okay, like I'm just going to try to avoid the situation and just answer questions, whatever. But in doing that, I noticed that I acted like a kid being caught by his Desi parents. This dude isn't a family member. Why did I shell up? Why was I so afraid and, and kind of scared about addressing what my podcast is about, why I'm talking about these issues? And the real reason? I didn't know. I didn't know. I, just, I was just talking about stuff that bothered me, and I hope people rocked with it. But that's not enough for a successful podcast. That's not enough for a successful podcast. So when this individual was asking me, you know, what are you, why are you doing this? And I really didn't have an answer other than, you know, man, I'm just trying to, you know, give people a voice who might not be that religious. And, and that's a shitty answer, but that's all I had. I didn't really know how to answer why I'm covering adult topics on a, you know, a, a, a really a Muslim forum, a South Asian Desi forum. I didn't really know outside of I'm just sick of people looking the other way. And so I'm going to talk about everything possible, everything possibly wrong in our community so that I can get awareness for issues because I don't like it when people look away because I, I care about social issues. I care about getting justice. Looking away just because you can is seen as dishonorable for me. Looking away from certain topics because it's advertising sin is, is very irresponsible and cowardly, in my opinion. And so I didn't really know after that phone call, what is the point of my podcast? Outside of just bitching about issues, it, there really wasn't one. And, you know, that's why I was really struggling on today's podcast was, bro, I don't really know what to talk about, man. Until I saw this message from, from Seema, a, a listener. Shout out to you, Seema. And this she, she wrote a very long paragraph and posted it on her Instagram story with, uh, and I say this with love, with very little comma and punctuation. So I'm going to be struggling when I read this, but uh, it's about the message. And it was very, very heartfelt. And I, and I thank you very much for this message, Seema. Send this to all of your brown men friends, because to be honest, our men need to wake up. It was actually really infuriating to see how many of them were and still are silent about Sanya Khan. I hate to say it, but it's almost always the ones who are involved in the masjid who are one of the worst breeds. And I say this from experience and also working in a violent or in a domestic violence shelter because I came across numerous South Asian women who faced abuse at the hands of their spouse who are really involved in the masjid. Not to say that this is a red flag indefinitely, but it's alarming how common of a theme it is amongst our men. It really is just a form of protection of their honor, if you ask me. So in short... I don't give a fuck what Muslim organization you're involved in because that doesn't make you any better than the man who wasn't involved in the mosque. And it's also not a reflection of your character either because at the end of the day, a lot of Desi men are anti-black, racist, misogynistic, colorist, and abusers. 
and they will talk about every single topic except for the ones I mentioned above. So I highly suggest anyone who has brown man friends, brothers, spouses, etc., you send them this man's IG page and articles because quite frankly, we are tired and I'm sure some of y'all who are DC will give me the side eye, but I don't care because at the end of the day, this is a truth that is constantly brushed under the rug. That was a very nice note. Thank you, Seema. Shout out to you. Much love. Really appreciate the support. Very unexpected as well. Like, I don't know this individual. I don't know her. I don't know her. I have no idea who she is outside of the fact that she's a really cool person. That message, it kind of shifted my perspective on the podcast. Because before this, I was bitching about things largely to bring awareness to these issues. Largely for people to comprehend that, yes, our culture can be sexist. Yes, our culture can enable abusers. Yes, our culture can potentially set up our kids for failure because they shield them from knowledge that can help them in situations that they have been shielded from because it's quote-unquote haram and they'll never be around it. But parents, they don't recognize in the community, they don't recognize that you can't shield your kids forever. But from that message, I, I realized that it's not, I'm going about this whole podcast the wrong fucking way. It's not about bringing awareness to issues. Because unfortunately, she brings to light, and you know, a lot of people in my comments bring into light that people know about this shit. They know. Unfortunately, people know about a lot of the injustices in our community, but they don't speak up about it. Educating people isn't the problem. It's inspiring them. It's motivating them. And so I was very moved by what Seema said because the fact that I am literally just bitching about the world, thats and I'm bitching about things that are supposed to be bitched about, right? Treat ethical treatment of individuals i feel like is justified you know what i mean but the fact that i'm just complaining about things and you know outside of that nothing else the fact that that is seen as like a big thing it one just shows me how low the bar of you know community performative actions really are the fact that I'm just talking shit about people who do bad things on in the world, that that is viewed as very powerful and very moving. Like, to me, I thought, well, that's very inspiring and very nice. That's also very kind of bleak because the bare minimum is just talking about it. We got to move past that. We have to move past that and, and past that. And going forward in my podcasts, I'm no longer just going to be talking about issues that I observe in the community and issues that I observe in the South Asian community. That's not like that's too narrow of a topic. So going forward, this podcast will be a platform for South Asian individuals who find themselves in tough situations in life that could be labeled as haram or socially stigmatized against. I will be using each episode to talk about specific issues that viewers send me that are of their own alongside with tips on you know how how to help out with that what community resources you should be using which national resources you should be using 
you know, combined with my own emotion, combined with my own understanding and acknowledging that your pain is valid because a lot of our our individual pain as South Asians is thrown away and that's not right. So going forward this Friday, I'm going to be using this podcast and this platform to advertise real situations that Muslims find themselves in that they don't really talk about or can't talk about because of the social stigma of certain topics, particularly adult ones in our community. We're going to be talking about that unwanted pregnancy. We're going to be talking about that drug abuse issue. We're going to be talking about, um, you know, your profession that you might want your parents to not know about because of the social ramifications. We're going to be talking about real people, real lives with real, compassionate, fruitful solutions. I'm not just going to be bitching about the culture going forward. I'm going to be talking about real life solutions. So thank you to the hater who rightfully gave me the perspective that I needed to create a successful podcast going forward. And thank you to Seema for letting me know that even if it's just one person, that voice and that validation from even one person can go a long way. And if I can do that for as many Desi people as I possibly can, and try to provide solutions to their lives that they're not getting from other people to provide compassion and understanding that they're not getting from other people, then I'm going to do just that. So this is a, a smaller episode, an update on the podcast, what's going forward. But starting Friday, this Friday, we're going to be having those real-life conversations and we're going to start reading stories from the viewers, from the audience, and I'm going to be talking about my opinions, my perspectives, and how we can fix them. Because a large part of our cultures, they refuse to talk about taboo issues and their solutions. Well, we're going to be talking about everything and anything and how can we fix them and make your life a bit better. No judgments here. Only J's. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. This is your boy Zan Heather signing off. Can't wait for you guys to listen to my episode on Friday. This is a bit more of a PSA than an actual podcast episode itself, but I just wanted to answer the question as to why this episode has been late and where I've been. And um, can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode on Friday. Take care, guys. It's all